The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. everybody how's everybody feeling happy summer i know some places has been like really hot some niggas is feeling the heat for real other people like it's like storming places especially like louisiana um if you're listening from louisiana you know i hope you're safe and I hope everybody's in good spirits. If you're not in good spirits and you're listening to this, I hope I make you laugh. And we can just have a really good, you know, chuckle with each other and enjoy some tea. Now, I know I'm going to go late on this, but I kind of want to talk about Jessica Jones. I've been wanting to talk about Jessica Jones, but like other things been coming up. But I kind of feel like Jessica Jones last season... Um, went under the radar like I feel like you know people people wasn't really talking about it on social media like that and I didn't see a lot of articles about the last season online you know a couple reviews here and there but I didn't really see an in-depth report or feedback on the last season now uh it's probably because people don't want to you know uh, use the energy to talk about something that's canceled anyway but i want to talk about the developing how season three developed and i want to talk about the TV series evolution of Jessica Jones because when Netflix start rolling out these Marvel um, storylines, you know, it was Daredevil and Jessica Jones initially, then Luke Cage came, and then The Punisher, then Iron Fist, and then The Defenders. Um, <clears throat> Daredevil, the first season was okay to me um it was a little rough the first you know several episodes of the first daredevil but towards the end of the daredevil season one as it wrapped up it it started to be okay i was getting into the story i really enjoyed um fisk as a villain and it really brought things full circle for me so I was really into Daredevil 2 and of course Daredevil 3 um Jessica Jones you know even to this day you know um Jessica Jones first season was like I think was a great season for the first one I think it was stronger than Daredevil 1 and I just found Kilgrave to be this very scary you know villain that hasn't been on tv you know in a long time i mean one of the scariest villains that i've seen visually on regular tv you know 
Um, it was Joker. I would say he's probably one of the most scariest um, villains because you never know how you're going to get it. But he's really only scary in the movies. And I'm not really comparing movies uh, with villains. But Kilgrave was far, I believe in my opinion, was one of the best TV villains I've seen in a very, very, very long time. I mean, he's literally scared the shit out of me because he was just so charming and, you know, so assured in himself. And he was pretty much unstoppable. So I was, you know, season two with Jessica Jones. I think, um, well, just let me say, um, Jessica Jones is really on par with the comics. Now, <clears throat> I'm not going to act like when Jessica Jones came out, I was like a big um, comic book fan of Jessica Jones because I had never heard of Jessica Jones before. Um, the Netflix series and once I understood what the plot was and I had the, you know, the privilege of meeting um the cast of Jessica Jones I was like you know what I'll give it a try so I started downloading because you know um uh comiXology and you know at the time a couple years ago when new uh or you know shows that would debut under the Marvel uh properties they will always have like a sale on comics for the for the um before the event so i would download a few jessica jones comics and i read them and i i enjoyed them i still get jessica jones comics like even the season's over but i still like jessica jones comics and reading the comics and watching the show I mean, there, of course, there's some missing pieces, but not missing like really big integral pieces. Like, um, I really enjoyed like the character development of Jessica Jones on TV because in the comics, that's pretty much who she is. You know, um, it's unfortunate that we won't see you know, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage get married and have babies. And we won't see like Jessica Jones fight in Misty Knight. But we did see the essence of her character on Netflix. And I think because Jessica Jones isn't like the superhero that people are accustomed to. People are accustomed to superheroes and their being and being, you know, uh morally morally um superior in a way and Jessica Jones her character even the way she's created and the way she is in the comics she's not that type of person she's more of a private eye investigator which we see in Netflix but i feel like you know i feel like the comic book gatekeepers who always complain about things not being true to the source 
or people changing the comics to fit the TV screen. I feel like if you were you were a fan of like Dick Tracy, hell, even Batman, because you know Batman has this uh, uh, crime, you know, crime detective element to him. Well, he should for the most part. And Dick Tracy, I feel like it kind of goes back into that type of setting and that environment. And that's what makes it cool because it's Jessica Jones and she has like these powers and stuff like that. So I just wanted to get that clear that I do read the comics for Jessica Jones and I think Jessica Jones comics are really cool. Um, Actually for free comic book day, I picked up one. It wasn't free. I paid for it, but I still buy them because I think they're really cool. So with all that said, here's what we know up until the last season of Jessica Jones. We know that she killed Kilgrave or we think that she killed Kilgrave. We know that Malcolm is no longer a junkie. We know that Trish was jealous of Jessica and felt that she could be a better superhero, superhero, hero, <laughs> a superhero than Jessica. And because she was so jealous of Jessica, she ended up killing Jessica's mom. That happened in season two. So Jessica and Trish has beef. They have beef because, I mean, you killed her mom. I mean, even though her mom was a serial killer, but her mom was a serial killer because her mom was being taken advantage of by the doctor, right? The doctor was running tests on her and really not... I mean, the doctor claimed that he loved her and that you know as long as he as she's in his possession she could be maintained and she won't you know lose her cool because like her anger is what really terrified people you know when Jessica mom got angry she turned into this monster and you know her one of her biggest triggers was Jessica so if you got in Jessica's way or you know you wanted to harm Jessica, you know, she would kill you, literally. And even though her anger was misplaced and she hurt and harmed and killed people, Jessica still, I feel like Jessica had a connection with that type of anger because she operates kind of on the same wavelength. You know, if you mess with somebody that she cares about or she loves, she can hurt you or kill you. So she kind of understood, but her mom was just all the way on the deep end of it, right? So uh, the last season, season two, we see a show now with Jessica, her mom, and then Trish comes out of nowhere and, you know, fucking airs her out and kills her. And that was a season two, Trish killing Jessica Jones' mom. Now, we all thought it was canceled and we wasn't going to get a season three. But, you know, Netflix came out and said, whoop, hey, we got this last season. It's already done, so you might as well show it. And it just kind of just dropped. <laughs> um, 
And I guess, again, because people knew it was going to be canceled anyway, people wasn't really giving it any steam. But I really enjoyed season three. So, all right, we go into season three. And, you know, Jessica's pretty fucked up because her mom got killed by her best friend, also her sister. And, you know, Trish is just like wilding the fuck out. She is... She is basically becoming a superhero. So she kind of like sells her apartment, dumps her man. You know, she is living in like, you know, these warehouses because she's kind of like sneaking around, doesn't want to be found. Her mom is concerned. Uh, Her mom is concerned because, you know, her mom, you know, lives um, vicariously through Trish you know if Trish is on TV and making money and having all these endorsement deals her mom is like I'm here I'm her publicist I'm her manager you know you can go through me and quintessentially you know her mom pretty much made her career so to a degree her mother is part of her career right and I think as season three progressed, we see elements of Trish, you know, kind of resenting it, but not to the point where she hated her mom. She just felt like the career she had was more so because her mom possibly wanted that career for herself. Or she just wanted to not be poor anymore, which could be, it could be actually be both. So Trish is like, fuck it. You know, she's doing the wild shit. She's like going out, trying to stop bad guys at night. And then being on TV, doing her whole little lovable Patsy thing in the daytime. And it's unsuspecting because nobody knows who she is when she goes into these. Um, she she goes in like you stop robbers and rapists and all the bad shit from happening. So Jessica gets a lead, and you know she's you know hiding out and staking out a place, and she sees someone that's already in there this place where nobody was supposed to be and I guess it's like some some dude is like doing laundry or something like that um and she goes in and she's fucking fighting Trish because Trish is already there she found she her case somehow indirectly or directly um surface back to what Trish was looking for so Trish is trying to stop bad guys on her own and her powers she's strong but she's not stronger than Jessica so they end up fighting and you know breaking some shit and the whole couple first the first few episodes is basically like a power struggle between Jessica and Trish and Trish is like she just feel like that she's ultimately 
um, morally superior, superior to Jessica. And Jessica was like, pretty much like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. Like, I really don't give a fuck. If you want to save people, fine. But, you know, stop calling me. And that's kind of like what Trish was doing. It's like, I felt like Trish was like, I'm better than you, but I want you to see that I'm better than you. Oh, and by the way, can you give me tips to be better than you? Like, Trish, Trish's whole plan was just half ass from the gate, right? So, um, the series progressed. We see Malcolm working with Jerry. Jerry, um, her health is declining a lot more rapidly. Now, speaking of villains, Jerry is a is the villain with no power. I mean, she has power, but she doesn't have any superpowers. You know, her powers are the art of manipulation and lying and privilege because she's wealthy and access because she is the law or she knows how to work the law. And we see her do some really fucked up shit just to get what she wants. So, you know... Jerry is a fuck boy. Let's start there. Jerry is a fuck boy and and she's a fuck boy with big dick energy, but she is nonetheless a fucking fuck boy. And I say this because her wife died and now she's dying. And she finally tells you know Jessica the truth. And Jessica's like, okay, well, bitch, you can fucking die anytime you want to. I'm, I'm not going to, like, <laughs> I'm not going to care one way or the other. And that's pretty much her attitude. And she's like, Jessica, you know, trying to be, like, sympathetic or gain sympathy. But Jessica knows that it's Jerry. Jerry doesn't give a fuck about anybody but herself. So what Jerry does which was like, wow, is she really doing this? Jerry, like somehow she had this woman that she loved way back in college or something like that. And she cheated on her while she was in college with her friend or something like that. She basically said she gave head to another woman in the bathroom and she was like cheating with her for like months before she found out. And, you know, she went on to um, marry a man and have children. And this man that she married is like this professor. And she, you know, now Malcolm is working with Jerry. He's like her investigator, detective. And, you know, of course, she hired him based on the work that he, he did with Jessica. And he's really good what he does. And... Malcolm is finding himself morally, com- you know, compromised because he's working with Jerry. Of course, you're not going to stay clean working with Jerry, but he is becoming a little dark. And what I mean by dark is like he's doing some shit that he really doesn't have no business doing, like, you know, setting people up and shit like that and just doing things outside his character. And he's also dated a woman at Jerry's firm, a beautiful black woman. I think she's like a, uh, uh, a, 
she's a lawyer or maybe a, her publicist. I forgot. But nonetheless, she is um, the dating. So he's, you know, pretty happy, I guess. And she is, she wants to set up her ex-girlfriend's husband. So her ex her ex-girlfriend can divorce this man right and leap back into her arms because Jerry doesn't want to die alone if that is not fuckboy behavior I don't know what is so Jerry's dying and instead of meeting somebody new I mean she's wealthy you know she's rich so it's not like she won't attract a certain type of woman but instead of using that energy to meet someone new she rather rip apart a marriage of an old flame that's the type of Jerry we're dealing with and she didn't like rip apart a, a marriage by like you know exposing him Okay, well, she did expose him. So the first thing she did <clears throat> was find video of him like smashing one of the students or something like that. And she she tells and, you know, she rats him out to her ex-lover. And she's like, oh, well, I don't give a fuck because we have an open marriage. And basically she's like, I have an open marriage, so yes, I can fuck you, Jerry, and he can fuck who he want, but we're still going to be married. And she wasn't even satisfied with that. She's like, no, bitch, if I can't have all of you, I don't want, I can't do this. So she basically, it wasn't just about the sex, because if she was just wanting to have, to, to keep fucking her, she could have with no problem. But the fact that their open marriage limited her emotionally Jerry basically wanted this woman to be completely dependent on her emotionally mentally physically and she was willing to do anything to get that so she finds out that her husband is has been laundering money and stealing money from their foundation and this, that, and the third, and he's going to serve some jail time, like some years, like he was about to do some time, hard time. So her husband figured out that Jerry was behind it and he makes a suicide video stating that Jerry did this well no first of all he apologized he said I'm sorry I did this he admitted he did this he did this he did this but hey at the end of the day I know I did fucked up shit but it's coming out this way because Jerry is more fucked up than me because she did this she let this you know become public to embarrass me so she can take my wife and he was right on the money with that because that's exactly what she was she was doing he just had no proof 
but the fact that he made it, he did a, he committed suicide and this was part of his suicide video and he let the camera watch him die. So not only is his family seeing it and his wife, her lover, she has to see it. And of course it's going to get leaked to the, you know, media eventually and it's going to be a bad look for her. It's going to be a bad look for her. So, you know, she, of course she denies everything and, you know, her lover is of course upset with her. Um, and she is just not interested in her anymore. And again, her health is slowly declining. Well, now it's, it's been a little bit more rap, rap, um, rapid and she is just a hot ass mess basically she's losing clients over this scandal but i'm gonna stop right there on her i want to go back to jessica and patsy so uh patsy <laughs> so trish and you know um trish and Jessica. So they're they're just I feel like I feel like Patsy spent so much time she spent so much time trying to fight Jessica that she was fight she claims that she was fighting Jessica because she wanted to convince Jessica to let's be teams let's let's be a team let's be let's work together let's work together and she was just doing the most so the first thing jessica did was tell her mom she told her mom that she had powers and of course you know her mom <laughs> didn't believe her and so jessica was like yeah tell your mom that you have fucking powers and she was like i'm not gonna tell my mom because she's gonna be so worried and then like jessica pushes <laughs> pushes patsy out the window her mom screams and then her mom goes to the window and looks down and see you know trish looking up like oh shit she just fell like four stories and she's okay so things get messy uh, about close to the mid season where they come across this villain and this particular villain that they come across um is not like you know a nemesis really um is not like you know it's not like the same villains we see in the other Netflix series. Like we know why Kingpin is a villain. You know, we know why Kilgrave is a villain. We know why, you know, um, we know why Mariah was a villain. It was a lot, of, it was usually powers attached to villains. But this particular um, villain didn't really have power. Well, kinda. He, he kinda had power, but not really. So 
this particular um, villain was a very regular person, like a very regular man, um, but it was a serial killer. He went by Greg Salinger. Now, this um, villain, I think what made him really, I don't want to use the word scary, but what made him a villain was the fact that he was so, he was so regular. He was so regular because he blends in. He doesn't really stick out. Um, he is an everyday white male. You know, he could be anybody. So, um, Greg Sillinger in the, in Marvel comics, you know, he goes by fool killer and, um, he's just a regular guy and he was very incelish. So I always want to talk about fool killer. So in Greg was, he's a very, very much a D-list villain, right? But Greg was a regular white male who has repressed, who has a repressed sexuality, which he, he is, um, he is gay. That was confirmed. He is gay, but he is repressing it is completely repressed to the point where he's violent so he kills you know and he kills um you know he's a balding he's he he's he's not you know extraordinary so he can be anybody in the crowd he's very much an incel um Here's a quote. Here, here's a quote from, you know, uh, Salinger in episode six. Quote, all I am is a man with my feet on the ground and a brain in my head. And yet I can bring pain to power by just getting close. I have the only superpower that is not a fraud because it was evolved through sheer human pain and that is extraordinary because it's real now you know um jessica teams up with unexpected uh accomplice right so the person that she teams up with has powers as well but powers that you know she really can't really understand really um, their powers as a guy, their powers is basically they can sense evil and they've been sensing evil for a very long time. So they cope through alcohol and gambling, but they also are involved in a lot of extortion. And because they're involved in so much extortion, um, they, you know, have a record like people, kind of want to come after them a little bit so but when he's around purely evil when he's around evil people he gets really intense migraines and the more evil they are 
the more intense his migraines become. And when they're purely evil, he's, his eyes starts to bleed like blood. His eyes, blood comes out of his eyes if they're really evil. So of course, when he gets around, you know, Salinger, he bleed, his eyes bleed. And, um, and it's because he's pure evil. And, you know, then Salinger figures, finds out that he's a superhero. Well, he has superpowers and he considers people with superpowers frauds. So his whole, Salinger's entire plot was to destroy Jessica Jones because, you know, indirectly he's jealous too, because he figures that, you know, if he can outsmart superheroes superheroes aren't really superheroes because he's a regular person and you know he's using what he was born with and what he has learned through life to outsmart outmaneuver you know these gifted beings right so we find out that you know greg has been killing folks for a while like he has like a whole reserved area where he's like having bodies you know heads chopped off and body and limbs everywhere and he almost got Jessica a couple times because that's how brutal and how how unsuspecting he is um so you know Trish saves Jessica and um where it gets really interesting is um Greg starts to put the pieces together between Jessica and Patsy and end up killing Patsy's mom so now Trish has like snapped right she snapped and she is out for blood and Jessica's saying you know that's what he wants from us we can't do it of course she ignores the plan she goes after him she almost kills him by bearing his you know by clawing his face you know I mean I don't blame her but it was a plan and you know Patsy doesn't give a fuck about plans when she's in her feelings and I'm not saying that she was wrong. I'm just saying that she, the same thing she was criticizing Jessica over is the same thing she was doing, right? Like when she killed her mom, she was in her feelings because she felt like her mom was distracting Jessica. And because it was her mom, she would never, you know, use brute force against her mom because it is her mom and she felt like because her mom hasn't been in her life you know Jessica she feared I feel that she feared that Jessica wasn't going to pick her over her mom so I kind of feel like in season two Trish killed her mom not out of necessity but slightly out of jealousy that's my opinion you know um so in season three when her mom gets killed which is a which is karma 
is a bad karma, but it is a karma. You know, she, instead of, she goes after Greg and puts a detour in the plan. And she's like, well, what about justice? What about the law? And, you know, now Trisha's like, fuck the law, fuck this. And they got to like keep her chained up so she won't divert the fucking plan, which she ends up doing anyway. So here we are, you know, uh, Greg is about to go to court. He's about to go to jail for a very long time. You know, Jerry's on the case. She's, she, you know, and the thing with Jerry is like Jerry had him as a client, right? So Jerry, he was, she, Jerry had him as a client first because, you know, she's like, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And then once she started figuring out that this dude was fucking her too, and not fucking her literally, but fucking her over um, and making her look bad, then she dropped him as a client. And then she ended up um, wanting to, you know, be able to prosecute him. Well, she couldn't legally, but I mean, this is Marvel. So she wanted to see him go to jail. And they're in the courthouse. Jessica is on her way to the courthouse. And Trish somehow gets in the elevator and kills Greg before he even reaches the courtroom. So then everyone's screaming. Jerry's upset because, you know, you see a dead body. And now Trish is going after Jerry and everybody else connected. Now she just want now Trish is like set off now, right? She wants to she wants to attack all evil in the city. That's her thing now. Like, her mom's dead and she don't give a fuck. She out here. She like, whatever. I'm killing everybody. You evil. I'm fucking. I'm going to fuck you over. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. That's just, this is her train of thought. So, now, again, Jessica is like in, in the middle of the road. And she has to choose who and what is she going to do with Trish. Because Trish, Trish is now becoming... Um, she's so enraged that she's becoming unreasonable and she is, you can't communicate with her rationally. And when she, when Jessica brings her, her, her own accomplice, right? The, the one who can determine who has, um, who who how far evil people are on the scale like the one in ten you know he said most people have like a two or three but jessica he was able to tolerate jessica so she's not you know she's not inherently evil but when he got around trish his eyes start to bleed and that was pretty much the telltale sign for jessica to get to get to to get Trish under control because she's going to kill people and she's going to continue to kill people and I guess Jessica didn't want to didn't want to see Trish turn into a monster she was slowly she I mean to me I think she was already a monster 
but she didn't want to turn into a big monster. So she had Trish, you know, turn herself in. And by Trish turning herself in, I think Jessica felt that that will be her redeeming quality to not go all the way off the edge. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we won't be able to see that progress and develop because I feel like out of all the Marvel Netflix properties, Jessica Jones and Daredevil had a very compelling storyline. Especially Jessica Jones because, you know, Daredevil really focused on all the fight scenes and, uh, you know, trying to navigate through his lawyer life and daredevil life and all his family connections and friends. And Jessica Jones is just Jessica Jones. Like you get straight up Jessica right from the start. So I was a little, again, I was a little surprised to see the lack of uh, think pieces, I guess, for Jessica Jones, because I really thought season three was a very strong season. And I guess it's because people thought, you know, it's already canceled. There's no reason to talk about it. But I believe it was a really good, strong season. Also, I believe all the complaints that we've had in previous seasons, like the lack of people of color, the rap, the lack of representation, Jessica Jones for the first season especially the first season and the second season was just very white and I believe the third season um Jessica had like a a trans um woman secretary of color and I really think she's super pretty like her skin her hair like she's really pretty you know um I mean with the exception of Malcolm you know Malcolm has a black girlfriend and um, we see more trans people. We see more, you know, we see more color. It looks like New York City, you know. It doesn't look like, you know, <laughs> doesn't look like Jessica Jones is saving Gilmore's place, you know. So I really enjoyed it. So um, if you love Jessica Jones, I would say check out some more of her comics, her standalone comics, and read them. And they're really dark mystery um runs and I really appreciate it so I promised y'all I was gonna talk about Jessica Jones you know I fucks with Jessica Jones and I definitely wanted to talk, have this conversation with y'all about Jessica Jones so let me know what you think all right don't forget you can find me on Facebook Daisy Thug Rosa Sparks you can find me on IG Miss Period Dainty Thug you can also check out the website Dainty Thug dot rocks all right so see y'all later peace